0: Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is 15 of my favorite hope quotes. We are here at Igniting Hope Ministries. We have a mandate to ignite hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. You know, when I first heard this quote by Francis Frangipan, every area of your life that does not glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. That began to set me on a journey in my own personal life of the power of hope. First Corinthians 13 says, These three things remain faith, hope, and love. And I began to notice that I, I valued faith, I valued love, but I didn't value hope very much. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that how much I believe in hope and it, it is our assignment, one of our main assignments, Wendy and I and our team of to ignite hope. There's no hopeless circumstances, there's just people who do not have hope. And so let's get into these today. Some of these are going to be familiar to you, but listen, I share these things all the time with people. I hear these things all the time and I never tire of them. They build my hope. So number one is hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present and I have the power to help make it so improvement stops and excellence decline declines when there is no hope hope is a catalytic force when we look at a situation when we look at our own selves when we look at national things that are happening the battle is so much for hope quote number 2 there are no hopeless circumstances just people who do not have hope <laughs> I already said that today. We sang it again. There are no hopeless circumstances, just people who do not have hope. Our conclusions about what is happening are almost always more important than what is happening. Let me say that again. Our conclusions about what is happening are almost always more important than what is happening. You know, just remember the story of the 12 spies in Numbers 13. Moses sends out 12, they break up into two groups, the 10 spies, and then the other group is Joshua and Caleb. They see the exact same set of circumstances, but they put a different conclusion on what they saw. Joshua and Caleb saw through the perspective of hope, through the perspective of a big God, they magnified their God. In other words, they had hope. The 10 spies uh, magnified their problem. Their problem became bigger than God. And therefore, they didn't have hope. Number three, our hope level determines our influence level. And he who has the most hope is the most influence. Our hope level determines our influence level. And he who has the most hope is the most influence. It is very difficult to influence that which you do not have hope for. Whether it's ourselves, if we don't have hope for ourselves, it's difficult to influence ourselves, others circumstances, nations. When God asked Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, can these bones live? He basically said, do you have hope for these bones? Because if you believe they can live, it's going to greatly influence what I can do. Because how you think, Ezekiel is going to determine what I can do. The Number four, my hope level is the indicator of whether I'm believing lies or truth. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So my hope level is the indicator of whether I'm believing lies or truth. The moment I believe truth is the moment I get filled by the God of hope. Increasing hope, ooh, I just about jumped into another clip. I'll say it here. Increasing hope is the evidence that we're renewing our mind with truth and not lies. So if I got a lot of hope, I'm believing a lot of truth. Don't have much hope, believing a lot of lies. There's no condemnation if we're believing lies, but if we don't know what our problem is, we have a real problem, <laughs> Quote number five, my hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. If we try to change circumstances without changing our beliefs surrounding them, we will not see long-lasting transformation. So, when I have an area that I'm seeking to bring change in, or I want to change, or that I'll do other things. For instance, financially, if I'm battling for hope in my finances, I'm going to do things like work hard, get educated, give. But I need to also go after the beliefs that are creating that lack of hope, or I'll, I'm not going to see long lasting transformation. Number six, I am not a proponent, proponent of positive thinking, but a biblical optimism. I'm not a proponent of positive thinking, but a biblical optimism. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So the more I believe he's faithful is the more I'm going to confess hope. And certainly positive thinking is better than negative thinking, but we as God's people, our hope and our positivity is, is not rooted in just mental gymnastics. It's rooted in truth. It's rooted in the nature of God. Number seven, hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness of And promises of God. You know, our future is as bright as the promises of God. Whereas faith is more uh, specific, hope is more general, it's more overall. Number eight, faith without hope is emotionally unhealthy, but faith with hope is catalytic. Let me say it again faith without hope is emotionally unhealthy, but faith with hope is catalytic. People of faith who do not embrace hope limit their options, but hope-filled people believe they have many options in life. Again, I'll say faith says I'm getting married. I mean, hope says even if I don't get married, I'm going to live, I'm going to thrive in life. Faith says I'm going to get that job. Hope says if I don't get that job, something better is coming. It's a powerful thing to have faith with hope. Number nine, God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. (laughs) God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. We have not been called to be realistic, but supernatural. We don't deny the facts of circumstances, but we believe in truths higher than the facts. Wow. You know, David, if he was going after Goliath today the experts would say he's being unreasonably optimistic. They're saying he shouldn't get his hopes up so much. They would say, hey, just go back and settle for life as it is. Make it your goal to pay the bills every month. (laughs) Ezekiel was being unreasonably optimistic. Moses was being unreasonably optimistic when he raised his staff towards the sea. Wow, God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. You know, God hasn't called us to be realistic. He's called us to be supernatural. Number 10, hope is the safety net for when what we believe for in faith does not happen. Hope is the safety net for when what we believe for in faith does not happen. I'm I'm all for believing in faith. And I don't want us to take our hope message and become passive and not believe for things. Not believe for healing. Not believe for breakthrough. Not believe for specific promises. But we've all had situations that have happened when we've believed for something in faith that hasn't happened. That hope is the safety. That hope says I can still move on. There's still a future for me. There's still an assignment. There's still uh, promises to be possessed. Number eleven. The question is not how dry the bones are, but whether someone has renewed their mind enough to have hope and believe the bones can live. The question is not how dry the bones are, but whether someone has renewed their mind enough to have hope and believe the bones can live. We're going to do everything we can to stop bones from getting dry. Family bones, nation bones, morality bones, personal habit bones. But ultimately, it doesn't matter how dry they get. the The question is, do I believe the bones can live? Number twelve, Stephen, Wendy, I give you permission to be hopeless about anything I am hopeless about. <laughs> we believe we heard the Lord say this to us: Stephen, Wendy, I give you permission to be hopeless about anything I'm hopeless about. And you know that's—I mean, we've never once prayed about something and said, God, are you hopeless about that? We've never once heard back, yes, I am. I am hopeless. There's no solutions for that. We're even stumped (laughs) here in heaven. Number 13, a lack of hope and joy is like the check engine light on your car. A lack of hope and joy is like the check engine light on your car. We don't get condemned when the light is on, but it is a good indicator that something needs to be fixed same way you know just as in a car same way with our, our joy and hope that's it's because joy and hope and peace as we look at uh, Romans 15:13 those three things are are the fruit of good beliefs when they're not in our life then it's 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 like the check engine light wow i got to check under the hood got to check under the hood of my thinking and say what do i need to believe to have hope joy and peace Number 14, here it is, I, I jumped the gun earlier, but it's worth saying again, increasing hope is the evidence that we are renewing our mind with truth, but decreasing hope is the evidence that we're renewing our mind with lies, and that's really a really powerful thing. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and so we look at, okay, what, where, where's my hope level? And as we really want to become biblically strong and truth strong, then we're going, to, we're going to see our hope level rising as we believe truth. The truth makes us free, and we first get free in our emotions, and then we get free in our circumstances. And number 15, after love, hope is the most powerful attribute in the lives of leaders and influencers. After love, hope is the most powerful attribute in the lives of leaders and influencers. Of all the skills to learn as a leader, a perspective of hope is one of the most important. And I'm talking to great influencers on this podcast today. You're going to the next level. Philippians 3.13, Paul said, One thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, but reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Paul doesn't say what those things are, but hope says there's a lot of things for me to reach forward, and faith is going to be more specific in identifying what those things are, but I know there's powerful things ahead. While well, as we go after hope, as we even think about these, these quotes, and this is a podcast uh, you might want to listen to over and over and over again and get these quotes deep in you. You can go to our blog, or you could read them out, because They're going to deepen. They're going to deepen your hope. In Romans 4.18, talking about Abraham, who against all hope, in hope, believed and became the father of many nations. He put the specific promise of becoming a father of many nations into the soil, in hope, he believed, into the soil of an overall optimistic attitude about the future. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You know, we're here. I'm recording this in the beginning of February 2020. Our annual Negativity Fast, Positivity Feast is starting on February 26th. It's going to be a great event. You've never done it. I encourage you to do it. We have three levels. If you've done it before, hey, find somebody you can do it with. Get a get a partner. Get, get, get a friend. Get somebody who you can do it with and just go through the journey again. It's, it'll take these podcasts and just... Oh my, just take it to the next level. And also, I want to just make you aware that April 23rd through 25th in Redding, California, Wendy and I are doing the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference, April 23rd through 25th, a Thursday night through Saturday night. Hey, if you've been thinking, if you are from around the world, around the United States, wherever you're at, maybe that's a time for you to come. Just, yeah. Some of you, I believe, are going to be there, and you can get to meet us. It's a smaller event, 150, 350 people, I would say, between that, and it's a powerful, life-changing time. Go to our website, ignitinghope.com, for more information. Hey, Steve Backlin here, reminding you, we're here to ignite your hope. You know, all these quotes, I usually quote hope quotes at the end, you got so much, go through them again if you would like. And we do ignite your hope. And I see you igniting other people's hope like never before. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. (laughs) Ha ha! You know, we've got too many pressures. We've got things trying to stress us out. We've got uncertainties about the future, family things. We have personal things in our own life that we wish were different a national happenings you know joy in a more convenient season I will call for you know I need the joy of the Lord today you need the joy of the Lord today let's stir it up we rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice wow 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 hey bless you today Steve Backlin here Igniting Hope Ministries we're looking forward to having you with us again on another podcast